Okay, the second part here is going to continue on those two powerful words, Jim. They're powerful, man. I mean, there's so many scriptures that have all things in them. Yeah, those two words, yeah. Yeah, all things means all things. I mean, I don't see how there could be any other interpretation. Um, In 1 Corinthians 8, 6, it says, Yet for us... There is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and from whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. Um, You know, we we say this scripture a lot, but I'm going to say it again. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new person. He's a new being, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, here we go again with all things. All things are become new. That's out of the King James. All things become new. I mean, the Lord has has laid the path for you. All you got to do is follow it. And it doesn't come with a bunch of rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. And if you don't do this, then he's not going to be happy with you and he's not going to love you anymore and whatever. Well, you guys are just too easy. There, There has to be some order. How would you answer that one, Jim? Well, again, I would give them some more scripture. I always, <laughs> I always found, uh, since everybody relies very heavily on the book, which is good, um, and to get your confirmations, you can go inside in your heart where Christ dwells. But whenever I find myself um, heavy laden, we'll say, Jesus kind of covered that when I find myself confused. Um, Jesus said, come to me. Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, That's right. and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. And uh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And he said, learn from me. Learn. One translation says, learn of me. No one says, learn from me. I like that verse where it says, where he says, learn from me. Because when you start learning from the Lord, the sweet words that come from his mouth are full of peace and grace and rest. So anytime you find yourself perplexed or confused. Confusion is not of the Lord. Nope. It's not of the Lord. Uh, All he wants you to do is just sit down and get quiet. Sometimes it's a little challenging to sit down, number one, and get quiet, number two, because uh, a lot of times our mind can just be like a whirlwind, just Mm -hmm. wants to go and go and go. Uh, But you got to go to the Lord by faith, by faith, and just sit there and just praise the Lord uh, and, and your mind will start calming down. It'll start calming down. And and there'll be a sweet word from the Lord. One time the Lord spoke a little quick th- poem to me, if I can remember it right now. Uh, yeah, he said, uh, just one word is all it takes to calm the storms and still the quakes. Yeah. That's all it takes is just That's one good. word, one living word from Christ in you. And everything else inside of you, all the earthquakes, all the storms that are going on inside of you, he will calm them all down, just like he did the disciples in the boat when he spoke to the storm. Peace be still. 
and, and there, you know, I, I can say that I've said this, and there may be many saying this now. Well, I just can't focus when I, I go, okay, I'm going to spend time with the Lord. I'm going to sit in the, you know, I have a room upstairs that I can get away from everything. I call it my upper room. And, but there's times I sit there and I go, okay, I'm going to meditate on the Lord. And this hits me, and that all these fiery darts come at me, and it's not bad stuff. It's yeah. just stuff that isn't helping me focus. It's, it's the carnal mind. It's the carnal yeah. mind. But let me give you a scripture that, you know, if you think it's impossible to really sit down and, and focus on him and have a conversation with him, um you got one of them all things verses now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. I do. And <laughs> I you know, know which one it is. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> when, you, when you sit there, it may not happen every single time you sit down, like Jim said earlier, because you got a lot of stuff going on in your life. God will bless it, though. But this scripture may t- give you a different outlook on what it means. It says, with men, this is impossible. So sitting there, focusing on the Lord and trying to commune with him, if you're allowing that carnal mind, like you said, uh, it is impossible. Because we have to get in the spirit. And, and, you know, maybe it's going to take 15 minutes. Maybe it's going to take a half hour. Maybe you need to sit there for a couple hours. But it says... This is in Matthew nineteen twenty six. But with God, all things are possible. And so what I do is if I'm just having really a hard time focusing because I got this going on and that going on, I, you know, I repeat that verse back to him. I go, with you, Lord, all things are possible. So it's possible for me to commune with you and have a conversation and and what I try to do is ask him a question. Mm-hmm. You know, some people Whatever might, works. this might be foreign to some Whatever people. Whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. This, this might be foreign because maybe you've never just sat quietly, mm-hmm. you know, in the spirit with the Lord and ask him a question. I mean, a que- one question could be, what do you think about me? <laughs> you sure, know, sure. And, and I'll tell you. You're going to be happy with the answer. You may have done something really bad that day, but you know what? What we say earlier, he does not hold you accountable. Now, does that mean we should go out and live like hell? (laughs) No, no, we shouldn't. Does that give us, you know, does grace give us a, a license to sin? No, absolutely not. In fact, the closer you get to God, the more that sin's going to just fall off you. That's true. That's true. It's going to fall off you because you're going to be so close to him. Jesus said, when you see me as I am, as the great I am, I am, you will be like me. So let's start seeing Jesus as the I am in us. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Yeah, the Lord gave a poem and he said, uh, keep smiling, you're my face. Keep smiling, you're on candid camera. Yeah. <laughs> That's smiling. another thing people think. Oh, well, God's 
watching every move I make and, you know, wow, when I have a bad thought or I do something, whatever, you know, he's going to be disappointed. He's going to smack me down, take me to the woodshed, whatever. And, and that's, that's just nonsense. I mean, he loves you. He knows he created you. He knows you're going to fall short. Yeah, and he has a sense of humor, too. He has to. I, he, he really He does. loves me. Yeah. He, he gave me a poem a while back, and he said, do you agree that I'm your bright morning star? And I said, yes. And he said, do you, do you agree that I'm the rock of your salvation? And I said, yes, I do, Lord. He said, well, then do you know what that makes me to you? And I said, what? He said, that makes me your rock star. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> he does have a sense of humor. Okay? Yes, he does. Jesus yes. is my rock star. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, if you just tuned in, about those two powerful words, all things. And I, I encourage you to go to Strong's or anywhere and put those two words in the search box and see what comes up. It is amazing. In uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 7, it says, He bears all, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's what he wants for us. He wants us to bear all things, believe all things, all things related to him hope don't lose your hope don't lose your hope your hope is anticipating with pleasure what's coming down the road and you need to anticipate the goodness of god in your life and then it says endures all things you know the part that we have to play is we're still here in these earth suits and we still have to go to work and pay bills and whatever. But we are to endure all things to come to that point where we become perfect. He already sees us as perfect, but we know we're not perfect. But he says, be ye perfect as I am perfect. That's going to happen because what he began in you, he's going to complete it. And what's that mean? What's it look like that you're perfect? And it's not you that's perfect. All that means is he's burnt out with his consuming fire. He's burnt out all the hay, wood, and stubble that's in your life. All the things that that would not look like him. But and, yeah, and that burning fire is his love. It is. Really. I know a lot of times if you're a typical church member, when somebody talks about burning fire, I know, what goes, I know what goes in your mind. Yeah. You know, you start thinking of a place called hell where people are sent there uh, in torment uh, forever and ever. And um, in reality, when you get to know the fire of God, which is the love of God, mm-hmm. and all that fire will do is it will, like Brother Rich said, it will burn out the imperfections in you. Anything that isn't like his son, there you go. it's, it's going to burn it out, uh, and the end result is going to be that you will ultimately be complete and perfect in him as you walk through the loving fire of the Lord. And, and Jim, when you, you know, you've walked with the Lord for 40 years, I have 45 years or whatever, I have 35 or whatever, you look back on your life, and, and it's a gradual thing, this progression here. It's a gradual thing, but you look back from whence you came, so to speak, and you can see the changes that God has done in your life to make him more like himself. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see that 
You may keep, hold your tongue now more so than you ever did back 20 years ago, 10 years ago, or even five years ago when you first started walking with the Lord. Yeah, and and those changes, and I want to stress this, those changes start taking place as you experience his presence in you. Um, I think so much of our religious training and teaching today is we're involved in a do-it-yourself religion. Uh, in other words, you've got to be doing this to please God, to be accepted by God. You've got to, you've got to give. You've got to knock on doors. You've got to pass out four spiritual law tracks. And it, it seems like if I really want to gain favor with the Father, I have to be doing something that's going to be pleasing to Him. But we've got to understand that everything has already been done. When Jesus said it is finished, that's exactly what he meant. What he's been trying to do in his body today is reveal to you what he's already done for you. And the only way that you're going to see that, it has to be by the Spirit. You're going to have to get quiet before the Lord, or actually even when you're driving in a car, you know, you just have to practice the presence of the Lord. You don't have to find some closet somewhere and set a chair in there and close yourself off from the world. Although, frankly, that helps if there is a quiet place in your house or maybe you sit on your front porch and you look at the birds and the trees. But it's just focusing on the Lord. Um, and as you do that, you will start experiencing him in an, in an awesome way. I mean, I know people that have been 30, 40, 50 years in the Lord, and they have their little package of salvation. But beyond that, you can almost sense that they have very little relationship or very little experience with the Lord because they still have a lot of doctrines and such about the Father uh, that paints him in such a horrible light. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very difficult uh, to want to draw close to a God that, that you feel is a God of death and destruction and judgment and so on and so forth. Um, so, no, that's, that's not our Lord. That's not our Lord. That's the main reason why he came to earth was to reveal the Father. Did you ever see him destroy anybody in the New Testament when he was walking the earth? Nope. Did you ever see him give anybody leprosy, or did you see him cure them of leprosy? Did you see him kill people, or did you see him raise the dead? He always was saying, you've got to come as a child. Did you in order see to him enter. judge those that weren't religious? Never did. Never did. And he hung out with the sinners. Go to Luke 15. The tax I, collectors. I, I, I've told this story before, but it was a powerful revelation to me. I was a baby Christian, and I came home from church, and I laid down on the couch watching a game. And, uh, man, the Spirit of the Lord hit me. I stood up. <laughs> I got right up to my feet. And he says, I want you to be as I was in Luke 15. I said, sorry, Lord, I don't know what was in Luke 15. And he said, go look it up. And it just so happens in the very first verse, <laughs> it talks about Jesus was chastised and criticized and whatever because he was hanging out with the so-called undesirables, the tax collectors, the publicans, the prostitutes, and whatever. Jesus loved them. <laughs> I can almost say he loved them more than, not that he has a love 
meter, but I'm just saying the only people he got upset with were the religious people of the day. Yeah, he never, when Jesus walked the earth, he didn't spend 30 years in the synagogue. He didn't go in there one hour or two hours and go, okay, well, I'm, this is pleasing to the Father, uh, you know. And, and just, preach sermons yeah, and from just go the in synagogue. And, preach and then go home and do his own thing for the rest of the week. Uh, no, uh, that wasn't what he was all about. He, he always, he, you know, he even said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he's our example. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's, that's quite a bill to fill right there, guys, is only say what I hear my Father say. Uh, I think we can reach that in this life as we try to do that, as we look to him. We can't do that through our might or through our power, though. No. It's got to be by his spirit. But, uh, you know, if you hear us talking anything on this radio show, it's all going to be about getting quiet before the Lord, getting to know the Lord Jesus Christ, not getting to know Jim or getting to know Rich. You hear very little about our personal lives because it's not about us. It's about him. Yes, and what, what you're saying is in Philippians 4.13, that I can do all things on my own. No, <laughs> that's not what it says. It's like Jim calls it the DIY, do yeah, it do yourself, it yourself D- religion. DIY uh, religion. religion or relationship. No, no, it's I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your strength, don't don't go out there and try to do it all on your own. You know, through Christ. It is wear yourself yeah. out. Through yeah. Christ. He's yeah. where your strength is. Yeah. If you feel weak today, that's okay. That's okay. Call upon the Lord and say, Lord, I need your strength. It's his strength that's going to get you through. It's not your own strength. Yeah. Too many people try to do it in their own strength, and you know they they have they have problems. I mean, they have psychological problems, they have mental health problems, and I'm not saying that that's going to cause you to have these problems. I'm saying that there's a lot of people out there that that struggle with it, mm-hmm. when all they have to do is reach out to the Lord and say, "Lord, my strength is in you, mm-hmm. and you're in me." So guess what? I have your strength. It's there. Um, for Colossians uh, first chapter, verse 20, it says, And having made peace through the blood of the cross. Jim, that's, uh, that's powerful. Having made peace through the blood of the cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say whether it be things in the earth or things in the heaven. How many times have we basically said that in, in three or four different books of the Bible? It must be important. When, when, when the Lord says it that many times, I would say that's something we need to take note of. Yeah, a lot of that, uh, that particular verse in some translations says, uh, in heaven and in earth and below the earth. Mm-hmm. It takes in all three everything, all three dimensions. Uh, yeah, he's reconciling everything back to himself. The things that are in heaven, the things that are on earth, and the things that are beneath the earth, whatever that means to you. In Ephesians 5.20, it talks about giving thanks in all things. <laughs> That's a tough one sometimes. But I'm telling you, if you can just, 
if you can just focus on not the problem, not the situation you're in, not the pain you're in, but focus on him and give thanks, not for the pain, not for the situation you found yourself into, but just giving thanks that go back to all the scriptures we've just talked about just in this program. Giving thanks in all things, not for all things, but in all things. In other words, God is, the other thing is this, in um, I think it's Romans 8, 28, it says that, um, that we are, um, that all things, all things work together for our good. All things work together for our good. So even the things that are uncomfortable, God is still going to work those things out for our good. Yeah, and generally when we go through things like that, Rich, um, it's because a lot of times we get sidetracked. Uh, God's trying to show us something or teach us something. Uh, I get back to Jonah. Uh, I mean, there was a time when God said, Jonah, I want you to do this. He says, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and so, you know, did God bring that upon him or did Jonah bring that upon himself because he got out from under the protective covering God, of the Lord? God didn't do anything no. but let him right. try to work it out himself. And right. the question God asked him, I'm sure, when he came out of that fish, how'd it work out for you, Jonah? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ready to go to Nineveh. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, okay, Lord, I'm going to be yeah. obedient this yeah. time. But it's interesting, you know, he didn't allow the whale to eat him and kill him, okay? God's not in the killing business, all right? God is in the perfecting business. And um, any of these circumstances that we go through, it's just like Paul when he said, you know, you remove this thorn from my flesh, Lord. You know, three times I've talked to you about it. And God said, my grace is sufficient for in your weakness I am made strong. So even in our times of weakness, um, we should be encouraged to go ahead and praise God because we know that through that fire that we're going through, we're going to come out on the other side and a whole lot better, and uh, we're going to have more of Christ formed in us. Second Peter one three. I know we're hitting you with a lot of scriptures, but we're we're into some deep waters here. We're into some pretty radical stuff, and and we're. You know, hopefully, if you don't haven't written these scriptures down, you can go to the podcast, uh, and uh, it's Kingdom Building, and you can then listen to it again, and then write these scriptures down. But um, but Second Peter one three says, as His divine power has given to us all things. <laughs> I mean, everything we need. That's all things in this. He's given us everything we need to negotiate this life that we're in. Now, do we want it or not? Do we want to do it ourselves and say, my will be done, not yours? No, Jesus said, Lord, Father, your will be done, not mine. If Jesus said it, it's good for us too. Yeah, ultimately, his will is going to be done anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Look at Jonah. I mean, back to Jonah again. But it says... His divine power has given us all things, everything we need that pertain to life and godliness. First Peter, yeah. Through the knowledge of him 
through the knowledge of you got to get knowledge of him through the knowledge of him not through the knowledge necessarily of a book no there's many books has been written out there but it's through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue these are these are some powerful scriptures. I mean, it's I've really enjoyed preparing yeah. for this because it's like it just it confirms and confirms and confirms his word over and over and over. Um, okay, so I'm going to kind of wind things down a little bit, and Jim, if you have any poems or whatever, but these are some of the all things. That and then I'll let you finish up. The, these are some of the things that um, all things we want to. This is just a summary of some of the things we've been talking about today. It, it says, um, "It says live peaceably with all men." Boy, do we need that! I mean, it's like if 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 you cut me off in traffic, or if you do this, or you do that, I'm going to get upset with you. That's not living peaceably with all men. Uh, God will reconcile all things to himself. You can do all things through Christ. With God, all things are possible. All things have become new in your life. And you know what, Jim? I think it, they continue there's, you know, it's not like a one-time event. I think it continues. The, the new things can keep coming. Oh, yeah. It says, all things came from God and, from, and for whom we live. All things are placed under subjection under the feet of Christ. We are the heir of all things, Jim. Amen. We are co-heirs. Man... We got to realize our position, what's been given to us. Someone won a billion dollars or something in the lottery, okay? If they don't take that ticket in to redeem it, their financial checkbook didn't change. So we have to realize all that God's given us, and then we operate in that in that power and in that authority that, that he's given us. Yeah, I think Paul said it this way, for we have this treasure in earthen That's vessels, right. that the excellency of the powers of God and not of us. So there is a treasure. What is that treasure? And God wants us to go ahead and start digging to find out what's in that treasure. Of course, the treasure is Christ in you. That's right. And, and that's what he wants us to do. I have a poem here, yeah. Rich. Okay, Finish um, it up. Yeah. Um, I, re- I read this, I think, eh, the past few weeks, but because it's got all things in it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing it how that just, you know, <laughs> we see it now a lot more because we focused on it? Yeah, the title of this poem is Casting All Your Cares Upon Me, Knowing, Knowing I Care for You. And the poem goes like this. I am God. There's no need for cares. I am God. I live to share. I am God. There's no need for fear, for I am God. I am always here. I am God, your one and only true source. So look to me, and you'll make the right choice. I am God. I can heal all things. I am the wind beneath your wings. I am God. I hold all things together. I am God. I can even control the weather. 
So I ask this question of you, and this is what God wants us to hear in this poem. So I ask this question of you. Will you believe that these words are true so I can be all things to you? Thank you, thank you. And we just asked you to keep listening. You know, if, if, hopefully you got something out of this, and hopefully you get something out of every time you listen. But uh, we do love you, we do appreciate you, and just keep listening.